You're about to listen to the first experimental season of our show, formerly called Not One Presents the Podcast. For better audio quality and our current ongoing D&D campaign, skip ahead to season two featuring the Daft Monks. On this episode of Nat One Presents. Yeah, Nate's not here. Um, I'd like to say he has a good reason, but he said, fuck it. I'm not doing this anymore. Goodbye forever. Yeah. So he should be back next week. Yeah, he'll be back next week. Um, <laughs> for sure. Adventure. Heartwarming stories. Role-playing that could only be seen by the gods. Here at Nat One Presents, you get all that and more. Now join us as we start another epic tale of con... <laughs> Just kidding. This is Nat One Presents, a tabletop role-playing game podcast that takes your favorite nerdy games and pop culture icons and ruins them with improv. Welcome back to Nat One Presents. Uh, with us today, Chris. How you, how you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Nate, of course, is not here, um, which, of course, is a good thing, uh-huh. because that means we get to cover some serious content again. And by serious, I mean we're going to talk Justice League, basically. Yeah. Said we would do this before, and now we're getting to it. Yeah, by the time this airs, it should only be two months. <laughs> just probably just a couple of weeks after the Snyder Cut actually aired. Snyder Cut. Ah, the Snyder Cut. <laughs> um, yeah, Nate's not here. Um, I'd like to say he has a good reason, but he said, fuck it. I'm not doing this anymore. Goodbye forever. Yeah. So he should be back next week. Yeah, he'll be back next week. Um, <laughs> for sure. Um, Chris. Have you been listening to some of our episodes? And You joined us a little late. Did you end up mm-hmm. going back and listening to some of our stuff? Yeah, you've made fun of me for not listening to literally anything that you guys have made. So I went back and I listened to almost everything you've made. Awesome. Once again, showing that peer pressure is the greatest, <laughs> most effective way to get listeners of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think many of our Patreon supporters can attest that if we did yeah. not berate them and badger them into becoming patrons, they probably wouldn't have done it, even yeah. though it's only a dollar. Only one dollar. Yes. And thankfully, Nate's not here, so we're only going to say it once this episode. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. If the joke comes up, low-hanging fruit, all that. So, yep, without Nate, I think we are going to revisit another All Things. Um, mm-hmm. And today we will do All Things Justice League, which, if it's anything like All Things Pokemon, we had a lot to say and did not come anywhere close to even saying it. No. Um, believe it or not, I think Justice League might be a more narrow umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it has, like, more history than than Pokemon, I, I think it probably has, like, just a more straightforward... Yeah, it hasn't branched out into quite as many like different forms of me like different forms of media absolutely so yep uh today's episode will be that i do want to give a quick shout out to all of our patrons uh just nobody new this week just want to say thank you for being a patron um by the time this episode air you should have seen our new bonus episode uh a behind the scenes look at our creative process mm-hmm. and our our brainstorm into nosferatu uh, yep. another episode that probably should have aired by now probably. of course i say that and then things yep. in the schedule changes and then this airs in january 2034 yeah and nobody knows what we're talking about wow but. 2034 you're you want this to really this go it. this is it i'm i'm putting all my eggs in one basket <laughs> they're rotten and they smell like shit but that's but hey man it's, it's you so just do color i'm a fan funny color and just like hey right perfectly good that's crazy actually you know we we talked about not talking about timely stuff so that it was evergreen but easter is coming up on sunday mm-hmm. uh what are your thoughts on easter uh creepy man in a bunny suit yes or no 
Uh, definitely, because I'm pretty sure bunnies don't shit eggs, as far as I know. But yeah, I've I've never really understood Easter all that well. It has never made sense. Like, why is a rabbit leaving eggs everywhere? What does it have to do with Jesus? Absolutely, I, absolutely. Super confused. Um, and I always love like if you just you know just look up like funny like Easter bunny photos. Mm-hmm. Some of those like bunnies used to look like horrifying oh yeah like some of them aren't even smiling like okay Mm -hmm. yeah maybe you know obviously when we go back and like look back in time there's definitely like older you know like oh you used to wear this kind of outfit that's silly you Mm -hmm. used to wear like fanny packs haha but like the costumes for the easter bunny back in the day just looked murderous yeah yeah absolutely horrifying like the eyes are angry and (laughs) like it's not happy it's like real funny to see like mall photographs of like kids sitting on like an easter bunny's lap and the kids are just crying. Yeah, just it's just, like that's a somewhat modern thing, and this is horrifying, and you're like torturing that child, which is hilarious. So you know me, Chris. I have an anecdote for just about everything, uh-huh. and uh, so my mom at one point, or many points, I don't, I don't know, it's all kind of blurs <laughs> together, but she was kind of like the photographer at the mall who mm-hmm. took pictures of whoever was dressed up in a costume. Yep. Uh, co- a costume, <laughs> costume, costume. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's not here, so I'm just upping the dramatics like 100. percent Apparently, like, apparently. Um, but yeah, she was a photographer, so I was there. Like sometimes, obviously, I got my like free photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they were free, but she got me in there a few times. But sometimes I was just there when she was working, and mm-hmm. so I got to see many an Easter bunny, many mm-hmm. a Santa. Um. And that's the story. I don't. I don't know. I basically. I <laughs> okay, don't know. great. I don't know. I spent a lot of time at the mall around people dressed in mm-hmm. uh, fictional, like holiday people costumes. Yeah. So if that doesn't explain a lot, I don't know what does. Yeah, I don't know what that explains yeah, at all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> but I think we can all agree one thing about Easter, aside from you know maybe if it's like the end of your faster or whatever. But I think the the more exciting part is for me, Easter was the holiday. Or sometimes we had a ham and like a turkey. Like oh. we would just we would do both. Fancy. What was like? Did did you do like an Easter meal? Was that like a thing for you guys? Don't think so. No, I don't think we really did anything for Easter besides you're just like Italian and Irish, right? So yeah, for the most part, it was like part. pasta and corned beef, and uh, you probably didn't eat corned beef. No, not very often. Okay. That was more like St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, and that was kind of it. Easter was more just here's a bag of candy. All right, that's it nice yeah i guess chocolate became a thing too like yeah like or 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 marshmallow right the like um what were those things called oh peeps 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 mm-hmm. i feel it like i never gave a sh- crap about peeps until <laughs> I, sh- crap. I, I like that i'm pretending to censor as if we don't swear on the show all the time but mm-hmm. i never cared at all about peeps unless it was easter then peeps was cool yeah i mean peeps are all right Peeps are all right marshmallow covered in sugar that now that i'm old kind of hurts to eat hurts my teeth <laughs> God, this is a really horrible segment. So, <laughs> speaking of things that were all right, let's talk about the original. Let's go right into it. All things Justice League. We're going to mm-hmm. start off discussing the Snyder Cut and specifically maybe how it differs from the theatrical version that that was what 2017, 2016, 2017. Uh, yeah, around then. I'm going to say like 2017. That's the it, number in my head. Yeah, it's in the before time when okay. we could go outside, so it's hard yes. to remember any time before the COVID nation came. And, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think speaking of my transition here was peeps, not so yep. great. The actual version, original version of justice league also not so great. Yeah. Not, not the best. Yeah. So probably a consensus, but let's mm-hmm. just, for those who maybe let, let's go back in a time machine, 2017, we just get out of the movie theater. What were your thoughts right after seeing justice league in 2017? Uh, I think we saw it together. 
And I do believe so. the general consensus was meh. Yeah, meh. It's like, you know, I went into this, I really wanted to enjoy it, and I wasn't super disappointed, but I also didn't enjoy myself that much. Yeah, I don't, I didn't like, I didn't, I wasn't like projectile vomiting after the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two takeaways I remember having was, or like maybe three, one was, this is boring. Yep. Two was, this was a movie about looking for three boxes. Yep. And then three was the, and I talked to you about this again with the Snyder cut, um, though it was an improvement, the forced humor. Um, I I just remember there being a lot of punchlines that like, I'm like, I know I'm supposed to laugh right now Mm -hmm. and I am not doing so. Those were my takeaways. So not amazing. I don't, I don't know if I would say the movie was atrocious, but it was just meh. I was just pretty underwhelmed. Yeah, for sure. It tonally, it was kind of all over the place. You could definitely tell that, you know, Joss Whedon had come in and tried to bring like some Marvel stuff into it, like that kind of comedy. It it didn't land super well, like that in comparison to the movie, like chronologically that came before this uh, Superman vs. Batman or Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice, yeah. Um, very different. And it the characters were all strange and it all just felt very disingenuous to the characters that were built up. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you and I share this opinion that DC, what DC, <laughs> there's not a lot in the cinematic universes right now. Marvel mm-hmm. has been kicking DC's ass for a long time. Yep. But we think personally, or at least I personally feel, and I think you agree is that DC has this like dark tone that when done correctly um, is cool. Like yeah. it is, it, it is it, what makes it more of its own thing, less of an imitation of Marvel yeah. and more of like, Hey, this has also been around for a long time. And if you like this kind of slice of it, this, this could be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like the movie, the justice league when it came out in 2017, didn't feel like it captured that. It, it almost reminded me like it was trying to do what Thor Ragnarok did where like Chris Hemsworth tried to like be really funny as Thor. And it kind of yeah. worked for Marvel, 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 marvelous, man. I'm just like turning a Sheila, like as we speak, Crazy. do you have any Rubens today? <laughs> just, just, just seven. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just, I just felt like you said that the tone was just kind of off. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened now? I mean, I didn't even know back then. I don't follow. I'm not a cinema but I or, File, cinema file. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not afraid of movies, nor am I super excited about them. Both statements are um, true. I don't think I even really knew too much about like the director change or whatnot. So can you tell our, our viewers or our listeners a little bit about what, like, why did Joss Whedon be brought, why was he brought on yeah. to the original Justice League? Uh, what happened? Because that is a part of the story to tell how yeah. we got the Snyder cut and why it was different. So Zack Snyder, original director, uh, his daughter uh passed away we'll say yeah um and he and his wife who was i think she was the dp i forget exactly yeah she was involved on the project as well. yeah they they're usually involved together when they're doing stuff um so they had to step away from the thing to deal you know to grieve for their daughter and uh so they had to find someone new joss whedon uh, i think he did the first avenger movie yeah. Don't know if he did the second one, uh, but involved in Marvel and directing their movies. Their movies were successful. So Warner Brothers was probably just like, you, you do superhero movies. So come uh, fill in for this. We already have a bunch of stuff already filmed. And then it just 
all got changed. Yeah. And he was like, great, let's take out all the parts where women are empowered and yeah. let's go ahead and make it a lot cheesier. Uh, and ass yeah. shots. Want more of those too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, <laughs> that joke actually ended up to be kind of-ish sort of true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. So, all right. So then cut to, I don't know what year. Was it like a year ago? Was it two years ago that people were like, I mean, pretty much after yeah. the movie came out, people right away said like, hey, this isn't a lot of footage that was filmed wasn't viewed. You would have loved mm-hmm. to have seen what Snyder would have done. Yeah, for sure. But I think things definitely like about a year ago picked up steam for like release the yeah. Snyder cut. It, it did not like happen. That. I don't know the exact timeline, but it was a, a year or two past before like the mm-hmm. Warner Brothers maybe got in talks of like, okay, people want to see it. And that's so unique, right? Like when is a movie... Yeah. And in, 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 it wasn't remade, but they definitely redid some shots yeah. and Pick, most of it. Picked everything up yeah. off of the cutting room floor yeah. and put it together. And yeah. The original uh, idea. Of unheard of. Like, it. movies don't get made twice yeah. in general. Uh, honestly, yeah. I think everything that's happened with COVID and all of that is probably the biggest thing that has led to that. They've needed more stuff to, like, put out. People really want this. So they're just like... All right, yeah, uh, here's money. Go get all of this together, get everything edited, and then we'll put it out on a streaming platform now that yeah. that's becoming the new thing. Exactly. I think COVID had a pretty much the biggest hand in, you know, one, you know, it's not a good time. It wasn't especially like peak COVID. Like, yeah. we don't want to be filming movies right now. Yep. So revising something where they had a bunch <laughs> of footage they didn't use is actually like a good call For to, sure. you know, HBO Max is fairly recent in the last year or two I forgot mm-hmm. when it launched i want to say like a year and a half ago or something yeah um but hbo max is fairly new so they needed some they're still trying to draw in some yeah. big original content to get people on the platform so i think covid hbo max those factors decided to align in in, in snyder's favor and yep. and thankfully that happened because the you know we can go into what our thoughts were but in general critical review at least of like average people like you yep. and me and the listener um is good the uh, yep. snyder cut is better and yeah i don't know what so go ahead give me your what were your thoughts on yeah uh, i think overall in comparison between the two the snyder version of it very long but i was never really pulled out of it or like made aware of the fact that i was watching a four-hour movie yeah i think like well-paced, nothing can really be cut out wholesale from this version versus the theatrical one that there was a lot of stuff that I don't think needed to be in there or was like mm-hmm. just real cringy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think overall a much better product. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so a few things here, right? So I think the original Justice League, two and a half hours, something to that effect. This mm-hmm. was four hours. They tried to divide it into like six chapters. Yep. To me, I think... I don't know if I would watch this in six separate parts. Um, I guess it could be divided. What's challenging is we can't talk about this movie like it's the first time we saw it because it wasn't. And for almost everybody, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because, right, so when you said, okay, you didn't feel too much like it was four hours, I pretty much agree with that. You were with me. You saw there was one chapter I struggled with particularly. A very slow part. It was just a slower part. And the thing was, I had seen this movie before. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead. And if I was evaluating this movie as if I had never seen it before, I would say it actually flowed pretty well for a four-hour movie. I think had I never seen it before, I would have been very okay with it being four hours, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I did end up 
ultimately struggling though because i had seen it before and one part that i thought was particularly unchanged or i just remembered very well that was the part when i was like almost getting groggy from yeah. like eating dinner recently and stuff so <laughs> i was getting a little sleepy uh-huh. um but yeah so two and a half hours to four hours was a huge change mm-hmm. um we're, now we're just talking about like very base like what what yeah. changed uh but another major change like when you turn the screen on is the aspect ratio yep right it's four by three this time instead of I think they go with like 21 by something for like theatrical cuts of things. Yeah. Basically, you know, it's, it's that whole, like, if you imagine your old tube television, it was kind of recorded in that. Um, It was exactly that. Yeah. And interesting. Again, I think just like the four hour um, thing, I really did not notice. Right. So now we had these like bars on the left and right side of the television because our our TVs are all really in that, that newer format. Um, I can, be totally honest and don't really remember or notice the yeah, difference. Same. I, I don't know if that's because we had like CRT TVs mm-hmm. and we like true. started on those. So it's we're kind of used to yeah. watching things in a square. It's not totally but, novel. But honestly, I like didn't even notice them. Didn't like, bat an eye. I totally at, would say I forgot. Yeah. Like at the very beginning, I noticed that they were there. But then once like stuff started happening, just they completely like disappeared for yeah. me. So... As far as why the change happened, like, why, why is it in four by three? I actually looked it up because I was, I was pretty curious, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's there's they put a little disclaimer at the start of the movie, and basically they say it is intentional, which yeah. is like obviously they didn't yeah, forget. This, this right? is what Zack Snyder <laughs> yeah. wanted it yeah. to look like. But I did a little bit more research, like, why? Why did Zack Snyder want it that way? Mm-hmm. And I, the, the answer was not at all what I expected. No. Um, I guess when Dawn of Justice, the Batman versus Superman movie came out, uh, they were, you know, putting it out more and more in IMAX screens. Mm-hmm. And in IMAX, it's actually more of like a giant square versus widescreen. And so basically, um, Dawn of Justice had both. It did have like a small four by three scene, but yeah. for the most part, it was it was in the widescreen. Mm-hmm. And when it was four by three, it like filled the whole screen and looked great. When it was widescreen, it didn't use up the top and bottoms yeah. of the IMAX screen. And I guess that just left between experimenting with like new lenses and new like mm-hmm. filming techniques and then like that whole going to IMAX and just seeing the screen not being utilized yeah. that actually convinced him that he wanted to do this movie yeah. in four by three. So do that's the whole thing that way. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, not at all what I would have expected no. the answer to be. I was totally expecting like some artsy fartsy fucking bullshit, but yes. nope, it turns out, no, it just looks better when it yeah. fills the whole screen. I, I thought it basically was going to be something to the effects of like, well, combat scenes actually like yeah. show, like it's better if you can show more verticality, yeah. some, some super yeah. technical yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Some cinemaphile, whatever. Um, yeah. Cinemaphobe. Yes. <laughs> Make it up words. Um, nope. So yeah, that was the reason. So those are yeah. like right off the bat. Those are two logistically, things you'll notice is yeah they added Mm -hmm. an hour and a half to the movie and they changed the aspect ratio yeah huge huge difference um but then yeah they so they used a lot of zach's un unused clips and then some of the clips might have been reshot again Mm -hmm. um i would say that it felt very natural like you could tell that these were originally filmed with the movie or if they did film new scenes like i really had trouble noticing it was never super jarring like all of a sudden we're like two years later and they're recording this with the people again did you notice any i i can tell you honestly i did not notice a single scene that was not without like someone would have to tell me no not not a little bit the only thing i can think of would maybe be they had to redo some of the stuff with Steppenwolf, obviously, because yes. different shape for the character had a completely different design this time around. Um, and that would really be it. I mean, every other one 
never was I like, that looks different or that person looks like no. they're a lot older now. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know the, the, the show, the, the, the movie, whatever you want to call it, the series, it almost felt like, but mm-hmm. it, it was effective. I think if this was like a social experiment of like, can you remake a movie um, with the same footage yeah. uh, and with different choices? Yes, I would say it was mm-hmm. successful. Um, but let's talk a little bit more now because I think there's there's a couple of different, like we talked about, you talked about Steppenwolf, like characters, some characters had dramatic changes. Yep. Um, a lot of times there were small edits that made other characters viewed in different lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll try not to. We're not going to go too much into plot. There is like kind of plot changes for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but not really t- till the end, I would say. But yeah. uh, if you're wondering if like, obviously we're, we're kind of telling you it's, it's kind of good. But if you're like, hey, should I go watch Snyder Cut? The answer is yes. Yeah, right. For sure. Um, go check it out. We won't spoil anything too much plot wise, but we are going to talk about how some scenes, especially from the original movie, changed that mm-hmm. made the movie better. And I think but for none the of them mo- should be spoilers. Yeah, and I think for the most part, we're going to be talking about stuff that's like easily within the first hour of the movie. Anyway, that's only twenty five percent of the movie. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay, so what? You go first, Chris. Uh, what character like, it, is it mainly Steppenwolf? I know you wanted to basically. Some characters, yeah. I think, are better represented for better or for worse. And yeah, so Steppenwolf, the like main antagonist, still for the most part, the main antagonist for the Snyder cut was the uh, main antagonist for the theatrical cut. Uh, completely different, looks a lot different now. Still has the horns, but like is not like a skinny weirdo this time. Is like much like bulkier and makes more sense for like a character that their main weapon is just a big two handed axe. Yeah. So visually makes sense with like what he's doing. And they actually made him into a character this time. He's not like super flat, one dimensional, like early comic book days villain where it's like, this is the crime that they're doing and that's it. This time it was. He had a bit of a backstory. He did mm-hmm. something. There was repercussions for that. And he's yeah. trying to atone in some way yeah. to, you know, fix what he did. Yeah. And and basically, like, this isn't uh, even in the original cut. Like, this was still the, the case. But he is like a, a harbinger of, like, basically, like, Darkseid's coming. Yep. When that happens, he's taking over the planet for Darkseid. And so in the other movie, you just know Darkseid's some awful thing that's coming. Mm-hmm. Some awful guy. Whereas in this movie, there's like a little bit more like you understand why Darkseid is so bad. Like, yeah. again, there's repercussions for Steppenwolf. And it definitely makes him more flesh out as a character. It also yeah. makes Darkseid more of like as ominous oh, yeah. thing. Like, it, in comparison to like how Marvel did it, when you heard about Thanos, if you didn't know anything about him, it's you just watch this whole movie and then you hear like the person behind the scenes is this and doing you know, all of the orchestrating, all of these things that are happening and you get like a feeling of like, they are on this like super high pedestal. Mm -hmm. And I think the Snyder cut does that well for like trying to put dark side up on a pedestal of like orchestrating Mm -hmm. all this stuff has just this huge force that he's using to like take over worlds and stuff. I I would say there's like two comparisons that, right? So there's the example you gave where like, you see Thanos at the end briefly, they flash him and he's on like, you get this impression like, Oh, this guy is on a whole nother level. Yep. Um, so there's that. And that's a good example. Then there's a bad example I could give you of the second fantastic four from many years ago where, um, 
basically what's uh what's that guy's name the galactus 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 is like a scary cloud thing right so something like that where he's nebulous he's not like tangible Mm -hmm. therefore how can you really fare can you like uh like supposed to he's literally supposed to be a gigantic like thing that eats planets Mm -hmm. but instead he was like a weird cloud monster and that made him less interesting and so i think in the original cut I think Darkseid was almost a little more like the nebulous cloud monster because you don't yeah. really know much about him. You barely see him. Maybe as like an outlier stick figure. There's I, that. He's referenced, but not much. I think he's referenced. And the only thing that's like a direct reference, I think, is in the like apocalypse looking area where yeah. they have the Omega symbol, which is yeah. the symbol of Darkseid in yeah. DC. Yeah. And then so then in Snyder Cut, you actually like you see Darkseid. He has moments. Mm-hmm. He actually has scenes, some just small ones. Yeah. And it just it made him feel more like the Thanos yeah. level badass um, that's like pulling the strings, but not necessarily the core villain. So yeah. I think that was done a lot better. Yeah. Steppenwolf was a lot less weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like I just felt like in the first movie, I think it's some of the lines he gives. Also, also the voice acting was different, too, which I think helped. Yeah. So many of the changes are subtle um, yeah. that it's it was very hard for me. I spent a lot of time thinking about after the movie, like, what changed? Why do I like it more? Mm-hmm. Why? It's like, in many ways, I'm like, it's the same movie, but longer, but it's not. But so many of the changes, like, I think that's the skill of, of editing and, like, literally saying saying a line mm-hmm. differently with just a different tone or using just a couple different words literally one yep. or two different words really changes a lot and that's, oh, that's yeah. what we see that kind of feeds into my next thing which was so first of all i'll talk a little bit i don't know again i told you i, I didn't know much about directors or josh whedon versus Zack snyder but mm-hmm. As current events are right now, Joss Whedon, not everyone's favorite person. Um, The more kind of we hear about like, yeah, he's always been hard to work with. And then the more it turns out like actually some of it's even like kind of more maybe misogynistic. Yeah, exactly. So some questionable and watching the first movie, I didn't think I thought everybody was just way lame. But after watching the second movie and then reading an article by Business Insider uh, (laughs) where they showed scenes side by side. um, Wow. A lot of scenes are changed drastically and a lot of scenes specifically that like probably it's across the board for all characters, but like I know Cyborg got much more airtime, a better Mm -hmm. story. So it's like minorities in general did better. But what really stood out to me was the scenes for Wonder Woman. Like a lot of them put her in a much more professional, like good Good. Wonder Woman and the Amazons much better represented much this time better. around. There, there's so many. So I'm going to give, I mean, that article had like literally like 20 examples and some of them are like huge. Yeah. Like the really obvious one that like even you remembered from originally is that there's a scene where she's like coming to talk to Batman yep. and they just like, they, they're Camera shooting from behind her. Behind her going up, staring at her ass yeah. the entire time. Like her ass is in the foreground and then Batman's just kind of in the background. That mm-hmm. same scene is now just shot with like from above like her shoulder. Yeah. Like No, this her... this time it's from Batman's so Oh yeah. So looking yeah. directly at her. Exactly. Like just made, you know, like what was that scene necessary? Did that like, did the ass really make that scene like that? Like add anything? No, no. it didn't. Um, another scene is when, uh, she breaks into the bat cave and mm-hmm. he says, I spent millions of dollars on this. And he, she yeah, basically, they, they added one line yeah. in the Snyder cut. And basically the line changes it so that instead of her saying like, yeah, I broke it. It, yeah, was, it was, I disabled it. Yeah. Like, it was, I think, yeah, it looked expensive. Yes. And then, 
they added in the Snyder Cut, it took me almost a minute to yes. disable it. So, so much instead of just like Amazon, like, you know, yeah, crushed, brute. yeah, brute. Yeah. It made her like, oh, she's an intellectual and that yeah. makes sense. She's hundreds of years old and mm-hmm. whatnot. So there's just so many scenes and I can go on and on the bank robbery scene. There's multiple scenes where, um, basically the guy says like, I can't believe it. And she basically, they change it from like, yeah, that one. I don't quite remember don't what remember. it was. They change it to believe it. Or, yeah. And, and basically, and she also flies and throws the bomb up in the air versus just like throws it and like yeah. hides. Um, I don't know. There's a number of them. A couple more though. There was a scene where the flash in the original cut fall. I think it's intentional or accidental. It's supposed to be comic relief, but he mm-hmm. falls on Wonder Woman who's lying down and lands in her bosom. So it turns out Gal Gadot refused to, ref- to do that scene originally yeah. and her, her stunt double actually filmed it. Mm-hmm. They just took that scene out. So there was just a lot of that, like none of that was necessary yeah. and it all pays off. I will not spoil the ending, but they absolutely did her justice way better at the end of the movie. And she has, in my opinion, the most badass Mm -hmm. part. Well, her and Flash tied, but Flash I'd expected, hers I did not. And she had a really badass moment that was like pretty bomb. Great way to end the movie. A good way for her to like kind of tie her whole character together, which makes sense for who she is. Absolutely. So anyway, long story short, Snyder Cut did really did justice to wonder woman um and i really but uh one more scene it wasn't just wonder woman you know we talked about like cyborg getting more time like minorities yeah and then there was even like lois lane there's a great example of in the snyder cut she's doing puff pieces and then she's no, like no, no, oh i'm happy doing puff theatrical pieces. cut she's doing puff pieces the, sorry yeah the actual cut mm-hmm. she's doing puff pieces and then in the snyder cut she's actually just like she's taking time off of work because she's grieving yeah. so and that's implied in the theatrical cut but it, in the theatrical cut it's more like someone has like the they're taking mercy her. on her because she's a woman and she's grieving whereas she's like you know i'm not ready right now so it's just yeah. like a more mature way to handle that mm-hmm. um so yeah across the board i think like things are just handled so much better again yeah. the intro scene with the amazons um there's some cheesy line about fear in the theatrical cut i don't remember the original line but like like show me your fear show me your something fear like that. yeah and then in the in the new in in the snyder cut that queen of the amazons turns mm-hmm. around and is like amazon show me your fear and then they all scream we have no fear like yeah which i'm pretty sure was actually just a stab at how cheesy the line was in the original movie things like that um there's a part where when they're trying to escape that like room with the box yeah. in the beginning um of the theatrical cut uh hippolyta hippolyta yeah mm-hmm. she as she's running away um steppenwolf says yes run he's like taunting her and it's like yeah. it's like the amazons aren't even giving him any trouble and the snyder cut he's like being overcome by woman and screams no as she like runs away and yeah. then like the women who are like breaking down the wooden beams are like they just look kind of sexy in the first movie but mm-hmm. in the snyder cut they're actually like more like jacked like you, yeah. you see that they're actually more built because that makes more sense mm-hmm. so it just it just did justice yeah. to, uh, I, I remember at the end when we were watching that scene it felt completely different than the first one but just like watching it couldn't really tell why like in the moment i couldn't remember like why does this feel so different this seems like it's you know point a to point b pretty much the same thing as happened in the theatrical cut but totally different outcome for like how i felt about it in general i would say the stakes feel more real Mm -hmm. like the characters are more respectable and so when there are sacrifices either way Mm -hmm. they feel they have more weight to them because the stakes are more real because when you treat someone seriously and then there is loss, then that's more impactful than the character not mattering and something stupid happening, you know? So, 
Um, all right, let's see. We, we talked quite a, bo- a lot about it. Um, let's just talk about that, that end scene that we all were pretty excited about in the epilogue. Yep. So this will be spoilers for that. Yeah. We've like avoided it for That's the most true. part. That's true. This, this is not really at all directly yeah. related to the main. This is, this is an epilogue. If you've seen the first one, it's an expansion on the like kind of apocalyptic state of the world that you saw for a little bit, uh, that has moved to the epilogue this time. Yeah, so basically, Batman once again has this kind of like he's. A, it turns out he's like asleep. It's like another nightmare he has, but it's like this vision of the the future, and mm-hmm. it's like kind of this Mad Max kind of apocalyptic uh, universe or whatever. And one thing I know was just that this is the only time where Joker appears. Yes, um, and I know there was a goal that Snyder. This was one of the new scenes that they recorded that they just wanted to bring. Uh, Jared His, Leto. They wanted to bring Jared Leto's Joker into a scene with with uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, mm-hmm. and so they recorded. They they wanted specifically to have this scene, and then I'm not sure what other goals there were. Mm-hmm. It does almost feel like they're trying. They wanted to try to set up more opportunities for the try future and bring it back. Yeah, it, there as of right now, we, there is no more plans. Yep. Snyder said, Jack Snyder said he's done with, and vice versa. Warner Brothers has no more plans to yep. pursue Snyderverse, but we'll see is yeah <laughs> who would have thought sure. a movie would have been remade so so we'll see but i think that scene has a couple different goals one was just to like give us something that we really wanted which was the batman joker interaction and then mm-hmm. two to maybe set up the future so what yeah. were your if you want to talk about you can I, we're going to spoil it if, if you are yeah. on so just so, spoiler skip, skip like three minutes ahead um or whatever but what happens in that scene and then what do you think of it um all right so scene picks up with batman i think waking up from having a nightmare of some kind. Uh, he starts uh, heading out with... He has Deathstroke, Mira, and Joker, I think, are the people that he's traveling with. Uh, there was some other speedster, oh, I feel like. I don't think uh, it was. Flash, Flash was also there, but he had a mustache. You know? Oh, that was Flash? I literally yeah. just thought it was a different person. No, no, no. <laughs> and Cyborg was also there. Okay. They, they were, like, uh, covered up. Um so they're coming, walking across the desert. I think they're coming up to the ruins of an abandoned city. And they're, like, kind of afraid of something. And it's, like, revealed that, oh, it's Superman. Superman has turned evil in some way. If you follow DC stuff, you kind of know that that has happened before, where Superman has been on Darkseid's side at some point for one reason or another. Um, but they're traveling across that. And they're arguing and they're all like, they're all very clearly tired from traveling and um, they're talking and arguing and then Joker and Batman start getting into it. And you, I think you might remember the line, the one that Joker gives Batman, like how many worlds have you destroyed yeah. or something like so, that so all right so spoiler some of the justice league heroes are dead in this like a post-apocalyptic uni- universe yep. and mirror kind of turns to batman she's like what would you know of losing someone you love and yeah. up to this point you see everybody else but not joker you don't know joker's with them mm-hmm. and then it kind of like turns to joker who's laughing and he's basically like oh batman's lost people yeah and then basically implies he killed some of them like yeah you know in it, the comics we know he killed one of the robins yeah he killed his parents or dead we don't know if that joker killed his yeah. parents yeah. but whatever but basically like that joker knows that batman has lost people but then he goes on this whole monologue like really cutting monologue of like yeah batman lost people because he sent a boy to do a man's job and also Mm -hmm. basically he he says a really good line too about how many universes 
are totally like fucked up because you refuse to die, Batman. Yeah. And, which I thought was a really great line and, and oh, yeah. kind of true to that character. Um, but it's a really great monologue. And then Batman has some zingers too. Like you can tell, like this is a Batman who's like shaken in faith yeah. and, and his beliefs. And he says some things that you're like, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, so really, really good. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just the whole scene is kind of like them talking about this book a lot this post-apocalyptic future mm-hmm. and then the kind of it's really meant for that interaction between batman and joker in my yeah. opinion it didn't wasn't quite as much as i wanted but it definitely was better than some dumb yeah. scene oh, yeah. of just like the joker like it, in the background or something like yeah. he's, yeah. it could have easily been like a really stupid throwaway thing but i think this was like super good like kind of jumping off point of if they wanted to do something with that that scene had like a lot of tension and you could feel it yes. with how everyone was acting oh, yeah it had like Joker wasn't in it for very long. He more or less just had a few lines and then his monologue, but like could tell exactly who it was. Nothing like the Jared Leto that was in Suicide Squad at all. Yeah. It, for the better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think just overall, I think that scene was yeah. really interesting. It's, it's it's about, it's basically like there's an uneasy truce between the two and, yeah. and honestly between everybody, everybody's kind of pushed to a breaking mm-hmm. point there. So, I would love to see that movie. I love, I love that kind of like those, you know, the flashpoint type universes mm-hmm. where things go wrong and, and characters are not, you know, what they thought they were. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever see it unless things change. I, yeah. I'm guessing it won't. Um, I'm who, thinking, who knows? My guess is Zack Snyder only returned to that because literally the footage was there and it needed, the story needed to be told the one how yeah. it originally was meant to be. But Obviously, that there's some tragedy around that story too, mm-hmm. and that probably he won't want to revisit that project. So. Won't want to do that. WB has not been kind to like Ray Fisher, and there's like <laughs> all kinds of allegations no. for that. I have no idea where things stand with that, but good lord, doesn't seem happy with that. It just seems like the whole shoot was just plagued with issue after issue. Yeah, a lot of people just want to move on from that, and I almost can't blame them. No, not really. Okay, so anything else you want to see from the Snyderverse? Like, is it going to... Like I said, we know it probably we won't see any more, but uh, if it did, it yeah. amuse us for a sec, what what would you love to see more of? Uh, Deathstroke was set up in this mm-hmm. movie. I'd love to see more of that. Joe Manganiello? Is yep. that how you say his name? I don't know that's how you pronounce it, but yeah. Yes. But yeah, uh, him as Deathstroke. He I plays think, Dungeons and Dragons, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be super cool to mm-hmm. see. Like, having a live-action Deathstroke movie with someone that's like big and imposing to begin with i think would be great i think it would be a great fit and he seems like he enjoys it uh i think as of today i think like he's for like restore the snyderverse like on twitter and stuff like that so a lot of people are kind of jumping on it but he he would be great because he's more of like he's a comic book character that makes sense in my opinion he's like an assassin who has reasons it's like how i would break him down to and i think he would be very interesting like his conflict with batman and just mm-hmm. in general and the justice league universe it, it could be pretty cool probably won't see it but probably i not. i i would dig it i would say snowdiverse corrected a lot of things that was wrong and that his vision mm-hmm. could have worked oh yeah well we see it probably not but no Okay, so this is an all things Justice League. And Mm -hmm. so what we'll talk about now is the history. I want to talk a little bit about the history of Justice League. Mm -hmm. And then one thing we'll also talk about today is that DC does beat, in my opinion, Marvel when it comes to animated movies. And there are a number of animated movies and a number of them relate to Justice League. So, So let's go through that. So Justice League history. I had to hop on a computer and do a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, I could think of 
kind of if if I were to tell you what my history of Justice League was, there was like multiple cartoons I watched. Yep, that were Justice League, and but of course, knowing all of this stems from a comic book, at some point, I was like, how far back does it really go? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'll kind of give like a quick rundown for our viewers, you know, kind of what I dug up of like where Justice League has evolved over time, and then we can kind of reminisce about the the series that we remember. Yep. Um, so goes back all the way to 1940. 1940 is when the Justice Society of America first makes its appearance. It's in the comic book. Uh, I think it's just All-Star Comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they appear there. Then again, it does so as Justice League of America in 1960, 20 years later in The Brave and the Bold. Yep. Um, then finally in 1967, that's when it makes its first animated appearance. Um, and that's on the Superman Aquaman Hour of Adventure. Yeah, which sounds super great. Sounds super gay and might be our next D Hunter <laughs> session, honestly. I could see Nate being super into that one. Mm-hmm. So that was 1967. Okay, and then this is where I start to... We're, we're, we're children of the 90s, you and I, and, mm-hmm. and Nate as well. But in 1973 is when Super Friends comes out. Yeah. Super Friends is as far back as I... So those episodes still aired well into the 90s. Yep. It's kind of that Hanna-Barbera, Scooby-Doo type era. And so that was kind of Justice League, but with some teenagers doing mm-hmm. goofy things. Yeah. Um, and it had crossovers. It had like animated versions of like the 1970s, 60s Batman mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Adam West and stuff. Like yeah. the characters in that were usually like spinoffs of the characters like in, in the shows around that time. So Super Friends was like, I know I just remember like Cartoon Network used to play a lot of that old yeah. Hannah Barbera stuff. In the early morning when they did uh, Boomerang before yes. it spun off into its own channel. Oh, that was the saddest time for me. I love yeah. when they were together. Um, the young and the old together combined. Mm-hmm. The the young learning from the old. Anyway, um, <laughs> so there was that. That that lasted 13 years, which is kind of crazy. In yeah. an age of Netflix where they're like, we only film a show for three, like yeah. three or four seasons because get, it's not. You, you get one season. Yeah. Okay, we're done with they, you. They it's just how they it's it's their their original content model is just to keep making new stuff and not spend more than a couple seasons because it gets too expensive Mm -hmm. is supposedly what i've read but in in an age of that 13 years of an animated show is pretty crazy um so i remember that those reruns played in but then of course my favorite and my quintessential if i think of justice league is the 2000s justice league so it's an animated one um, it's kind of the same Batman from Batman animated series. So it kind of yep. that Batman rolling off it. There is continuity mm-hmm. between that and the animated show. Um, and that lasted two seasons. And then there's another three seasons where they just called it Justice League Unlimited. Yep. And it was kind of like the Oprah, like you get the, you get a seat in the Justice League. Yeah. You get a seat. You get a all. pass. You get a yeah. pass. You get a pass. And I mean, in the comic books, that's usually what happens, right? I yeah. mean, even if we look at Marvel Avengers, they, there's new, yeah. new blood. There's they, so many yeah. Avenger teams. Yes. Yeah. They, they keep, funneling in new people so mm-hmm. and then that brings us to in in there like the 2010s is when we started to see these live action versions yep. of, of the members of the justice league mm-hmm. um so it has a, a pretty long history um i kind of want to go back and see that 1967 uh superman aquaman an hour of adventure version yeah. of the justice league but that's it, a super interesting pairing too yes. it it's tended to have the same people it looks like justice society of america had more members but mm-hmm. all of the justice league ones is almost always like the same seven or eight members. Yeah, there's definitely a core set of Justice League yeah. people. And you told me an interesting story about why Batman is, like why they were kind of bundled together. And can you tell me a yeah. little bit more about that? So originally uh, with the comic books, uh, people would come out, it would usually be they try to push people individually. And then if that character doesn't really work out, 
they kind of fall back and start pairing them up with people that are more popular to keep selling comic books and potentially get people interested in that character so they can split off again and go do their own thing. So the Justice League, initially, I think, uh, that was headed by Batman, Martian Manhunter. I think those are the two that like really stuck around. Uh, that just had a bunch of people that could not sell comics on their own. So they bundled them together into the Justice League of America, and they put that out. I think the person that I remember the most is Guy Gardner, because he like there's a big Guy Gardner following. People love him or hate him. Um, and then I think like Dr. Fate was in there. It's, he's a weirdo. Where's a gold helmet? Yeah. So in, in Justice Society of America, it had like Dr. Fate and a lot of those other people. Yeah. Justice League seemed to consolidate into mostly Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Martian Manhunter, Green yep. Lantern. Green yep. Lantern's one of those that you just mentioned that kind of needed well, the, the... A Green Lantern. A, that's a good point. Because I think Hal Jordan sold comics on his own, but Guy Gardner could not. Got it. Um, who else are we? Flash. Flash is in there. There's typically an Aquaman is usually in there as yep. well. Um, so yeah, I thought that was an interesting. And so like Batman for so long has been so steady as like, uh, yeah, you can rely on Batman to sell. Yeah. We're period. just, we're just going to throw a bunch of people mm. on your back and you're going to carry yeah. it. No problem. But then it's funny. Cause like he carries it by basically not trusting them and yeah. always being, having like the self-destruct <laughs> button, uh, being just a yeah. huge asshole in, in the 2000 series. He actually quits. He tries to quit yep. the series, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, I, not the series, but the, the justice. <laughs> League. I, I think what that was, was a reference to tower of Babel, which mm-hmm. is the one where, Batman betrays the Justice League, but it's people hack into Batman's computer, gets his files for how to stop any of the other Justice League members if they potentially go rogue. Yeah. So that's what that was. I th- I think I don't quite remember the episode as well, but I imagine it's off of that because it's a super famous comic book. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it's just a very classic quintessential Batman. You know, like always has a backup plan, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, And like mistrust is like he's, he's not yeah, one to... Thing. He has a backup plan because he assumes everybody is, yeah. and even himself, I think, too. He has, yeah, he has files on himself. Him. Yep, exactly. Okay, so I wanted to talk one more thing on in our All Things episode of Justice League is the DC animated films. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just Justice League, but listen, if you if you are not watching, if you like DC stuff, but you're like, wow, I just wish I was as good as Marvel, watch the DC animated movies. Yeah. There's a there's a really nice it's actually sometimes hard to like find them all conveniently in one place. Mm-hmm. But honestly, if you go on Wikipedia or I'll, I'll post it on on our uh, on our Patreon. <laughs> Only a dollar. Um hey, you it up again. There you go. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> uh there's a nice convenient list of like basically what me and Chris do when we hang out sometimes is we just I pull up that Wikipedia article of like DC mm-hmm. animated movies in the order they came out cuz they're never well publicized for some reason. Not at all. And then we watch them in order they come out. And so there's multiple Justice League. There's multiple Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. They have continuities. Usually some of them are separate, but some of them are one-offs, but then some of them are following this like certain continuity yep. and they're fantastic. Um, and For the most part. Yeah, there, there's some, oh, sure. But like when you, if you look at like sheer number, the percentage is high. Oh yeah. I'd no. say like four out of five of them are gen- or three out of five are generally very good. I think when you and I are watching justice league movie or just watching dc movies together either it's a really good movie and we're both into it or it's not so great and we just heckle the shit out of it which makes Gotham by gaslight i think is the yeah. that one wasn't even that bad but it was just so weird yeah that i couldn't it help. was just fun to make fun of absolutely yeah chris and i definitely like uh we're kind of 
sometimes when we watch movies, it's very much a uh, mystery science theater. If mm-hmm. they were assholes, like more assholes, yeah. Like sometimes we just like really get into it. But yeah, I, I would say the the average DC animated movie is really good. You know, I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. can't even name Marvel animated movies, even though they exist. Probably, yeah. I um, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Um, and Justice League comes up multiple times. So if you're really digging Justice League, and we we have a couple examples for you. Uh, for me, it's Justice League Darks. There's mm-hmm. there's two of them that I know of, and then there's more Constantine stuff. Constantine is what makes it dark, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they also have some like. Do you remember some of the other characters? Like, the, who's that guy that's like a warlock or like? Uh, so there's Etrigan. Etrigan, Etrigan yeah. is the demon tied to Jason mm-hmm. Blood. I yep. think is what his name is. Uh, there's Zatanna. Yep. Uh, more or less, what Justice League Dark is is the magical side of DC. Um, I think that's Vertigo Comics is technically under DC. But they go by Vertigo, and they're kind of all on their own. They is kinda, Swamp, Swamp Thing's in there, too, and they, yeah. he's part of the dark stuff, but is he part of Vertigo, or is he somewhere? Yeah, I think he's also yeah. part of the same thing. So, it's it's those characters, but they, they're pretty good, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I like the Justice League Dark because, so, Chris and I were talking about this just a little while ago, and, like, Constantine is, we grew up in New England, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. a little bit more formal, a little bit more reluctant, a little bit more irritable. Yeah. Um, like, they are all hate their job, but they're all pretty good at it, mm-hmm. and, like, that's kind of like who we feel we are and who we feel constantine kind of is so we're very relatable who um who would have thought that the guy from england that we as new englanders are just like yeah you're just like us that would make perfect sense Mm -hmm. uh so yeah justice league dark files like him usually it's kind of like he's reluctantly helping the justice league is usually how those episodes go and then there's more magic involved a little bit more like demons and darkness yeah they're really well done i I wish we could see more of those in like a live action they're definitely very different and usually these go along with constantine is usually the main guy in the like dark part of it but it's usually batman that also ends up going along with it Hmm. he's usually like your vehicle from like one side to the other yeah so it's always great to see i also like um dead man the very clear ripoff of daredevil his suit is exactly the same looks exactly the same but he's just a ghost uh, i don't remember that no <laughs> no he's just a ghost in like uh i think in the first justice league dark he like tries to take over batman and batman just fights him out of him oh, he's yeah. just like oh yeah. no one's ever done that before that's awesome i'll have to go back and rewatch oh, mm. some good ones what other ones aside from the justice league dark would you recommend because there's, there's tons of them uh i think one of our favorites for sure is flashpoint Mm, flashpoint was just so good it's it covers into like more mature stuff in like the universe that splits off into it and i think that sets like a really good tone for a lot of the dc animated films yeah again right we're seeing this theme of like when dc embraces some of the dark stuff like apocalyptic features Mm -hmm. or or you know like the dark heroes like that's when the so that that's when dc tends to excel and differ from marvel and so just the mm-hmm. dark does that flashpoint again by showing us this kind of like universe where things didn't go so well yep um i, I think those are those are perfect examples um man i was gonna say something about flashpoint oh so unpo- i don't know if this is a good comparison but for mm-hmm. me flashpoint is almost the it's not a direct comparison but flashpoint is kind of the into the spider verse of the dc like i almost feel like as far as marvel animated movies go into spider verse is amazing and it just shows like the versatility mm-hmm. of, of of potentially like some of these the heroes in the series and right. i think flashpoint's kind of the same of like here's a different version of, of what yeah. you come to see a thousand times and it's impactful when they take the time to do that thoughtfully yeah. spider verse definitely took like a very different approach 
just it's, it's, everything. Yeah, tone-wise is very different. I'm not yeah. saying... It's not as unique, per se, as Spider-Verse was, like, mm-hmm. in terms of the animation or anything like that. But in terms of, like, it just showing that, like, these universes have many different, like perspectives yeah or different even timelines at times and i think that's a good thing to show because we have seen some of these characters time and time again Mm -hmm. and so that's i i would say flashpoint is like a top animated movie you should see if you care about dc oh yeah if you haven't if you are not sure about watching any of them watch that one first that one will give you a good idea of like this one is a really solid one this is like probably the best one i would say of all of the animated dc stuff i think it's probably the top there's there's a lot of good DC stuff, but I, I like of the animated movies. I like just a lot of the, the the different ones that show different sides. There's there there's a couple that's just like the Teen Titans doing Teen Titan things, or the mm-hmm. Justice League doing Justice League things. Yeah, like or the formation of the Justice League again. Those are cool too. I I enjoyed them pretty much yeah. every time. They're, I think they're well done. But in terms of like being unique spins yeah, or new stuff, yeah, ch- check out like the Justice League Dark. Check out Flashpoint, and there's more. I can't think of all of them because we've watched so many along mm-hmm. the way. But I, I would check it out. Yeah. Ooh, we covered a lot. Oh yeah, a lot today. Um, I mean, I, we could talk about each one of the members of Justice League <laughs> in great detail, kind of like Pokemon. Yeah. But hopefully, we did a better job of containing it because talking about all of Pokemon was ambitious, Ooh. to yeah. say the least. <laughs> yeah, we thought we wouldn't be able to fill the time, and then we got to almost we, none of what we wanted to. We sure did. Um, so, if you're listening, let us know. Have you seen Justice League Dark? Have mm-hmm. you? You know, what is your favorite? What what makes DC? Is DC better than Marvel? Do we have fans out there that love DC more than Marvel? Like, tell yeah. us if you exist. <laughs> We're believers. Yeah. Uh, if you if you do. Um, let us know. Uh, if you have a favorite Justice League member, let us know as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is it for the most part. I did want to yeah. say uh, thank you to Autumn for these kick-ass mugs we got. We got some D&D themed mugs. Um, drinking out of that. Hilarious. Yep. Very difficult. Very difficult. Mm-hmm. I will just personal laughter the next time Chris drinks out of it in the middle of the session. Um, but if you're listening, thank you again for listening to our show. Thank you for being a patron. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make a couple of requests. If you are listening on Apple podcasts, leave a review. You're already in the app. So just go ahead and, and just scroll down to the review part and then actually write us something. It doesn't even have to be great. Just be like, wow, these guys are mm-hmm. guys on a yeah. podcast. I make wind. I make wind. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're listening on overcast, that is an iOS specific app. So go ahead and jump into Apple iPod or podcast just real quick to leave us a review and then go back on your merry way. You only have to do it once ever and mm-hmm. then you'll be back in overcast for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, help leave us reviews. It helps us uh, share. It helps us get recognized more by yep. different indexes and bureaus and whatnot. Yeah. So please help promote our shit, please. Please. Good Lord. <laughs> if more than six of you could listen now, I'm just kidding. We have, we have, we're starting to get actual numbers each month. Yeah. Um, Become a patron if you'd like, if, if you enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is only $1. Mm-hmm. Um, but I might raise the price. No, I won't. I won't do that. We're not going to do that. <laughs> I but, might wait until it's about to charge you and then just jack up the price. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, supporting the show will help us uh, buy better equipment. Hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. just better, like, hopefully we're, we're looking into newer cameras, better software. Or if you just like listening to us, it just helps make our hobby something we can actually yeah. do, you know. Make sure it's not um, as big of a money pit. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. um, it absolutely is. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Yeah. See you later.